I'm not well, Brian. Let's just say this. Whether or not I have COVID right now, I now at this moment consider myself a victim of COVID. Oh, so you're you're in a, a limbo state of COVID. Well, okay. So, uh, you're you sick. know, yeah, I'm sick, right? Yeah. I'm sick. Yesterday, I started to not feel good, really having some body aches. Yesterday, uh, today, just, you know, raspy and all that stuff. So because I'm a teacher, I and there was a basketball game tonight that I needed to be at or that I you know felt that I needed to be at. Uh, but I was like, well, I, I got to go get tested because um, I can't go into the school like this. And I've had some close contacts here and there through work. So anyhow, long story short, I, I tested negative on the rapid. Uh, I still have to get the PCR back. Um, so I don't know what that'll say. But. If I didn't have COVID already, I might have gotten COVID today or just generally sicker because when I went to get tested, I arrived, the testing site opened at nine. I arrived at 830. I got tested around noon. Oh, and I would say up until like maybe 1145, I was standing outside waiting. Oh, man. So, so three hours in the cold? Yeah, three hours in 30-degree weather when I already wasn't feeling well. So uh, as I said, as I opened with, I'm a victim of COVID. Even if I test ultimately the PCR is negative for COVID, and I sincerely hope that it is, at the end of it, I will still be sick and have gotten sicker today, probably, in an attempt to find out whether or not I have COVID. Yeah, oh, it's freezing now today, too. It was so cold. I, it was horrible. It was absolutely <laughs> a brutal day. Oh my god! I like wanted to like also you know kind of message or text with you today to kind of talk about what we wanted, but I couldn't. I couldn't even move. I was standing like you know shivering outside. Yeah, all and all of that for a fake virus that's not even really a problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a matter, should be worried about. As a matter of fact, the guy I don't think he was homeless. He had an iPhone, so I don't think he was homeless. But he had a walker and he was dressed in just like tattered sweats uh it's just an older caucasian gentleman and he started yelling at the line uh and he was like are any of you even sick oh god i didn't think so omicron omicron eh." and then he just sat down on his walker because it was one of those ones that you push and it's also a seat right (laughs) i just wanted to like i didn't want to start with this guy obviously wanted to be like no sir Looking at you, right? Clearly, you have it together. We you should have be... it all figured out. I should be listening to you, right? Following your lead, frankly, right? Oh my god, so sick of that. So it was a total disaster. I mean, it sucked. And then, and it was like I started the day by telling work, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a rapid and a PCR. If rapid comes back negative, I'll be in. But I didn't get the rapid back till like one thirty, right? And school day ends at three. So I was like, yeah. you know, by the time I got there, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, just being just if you're sick at all, you just should be there anyway. Right. I mean, well, now that's what I don't know, because yeah. now I'm not sick enough that I would I would normally, you know, t- 2019, I would go to work like I am. I would have right, gone right. today and I would go tomorrow. Right. Right. Like, do I go tomorrow? I would say no. Why would like I even like 
honestly flashing back to 2019 like people shouldn't be going to their jobs sick (laughs) (laughs) with anything like really like why have we all been doing that you get other people sick it's stupid (laughs) well i'm a very important person brian i need no but for real like nobody should be going sick it should not be that should be out of our culture now at this point like i think that right that's true the lesson of all of this like even if it's the flu the flu's a bad illness like yeah if it's a cold colds are terrible you shouldn't give them to other people yeah i hate cold i hate having one this is terrible yeah it's terrible right right in fact you should be wearing a mask when you have a cold on the subway so that you don't give it to other people yeah oh you're so precious about all this stuff it's you don't don't give people infectious diseases we should have this is like what have we been doing all these years well it's it's freedom brian if you (laughs) if you if you take away my right to spread infectious diseases what's next right i can't you know shoot up a building it is amazing though the speed with which the covid situation changed i mean just on a dime everybody has it you know and just like canceling plans and like oh my god where you were like a week ago was like oh well I wasn't even bringing my mask places anymore. I mostly felt secure. I got my booster. I was like, well, I'm basically fine. And then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm flying down to Florida to see my folks tomorrow. And so the last few days have just been like, don't get it. Wow. <laughs> did So you were debating going out this weekend. Did you go out? I did. But so, I, you know, it actually was really funny. Some friends of ours, like, finally had some friends we could commiserate being like, are you guys worried about this? Like... And they were like, yeah. And actually, these friends of ours, one, the husband's a doctor, the wife's a nurse. So they called the people hosting the party and were like, hey, like, what are you, how are you guys feeling? And they were like, look, we get it. Everyone's asking us, like, we're not canceling. But um, anyway, they urged them, like, look, you got to let people go outside. Like, they have, like, a tent at their place. They have, like, a heater. They were like, get that set up. Like, um, so that kind of reassured me that, like, okay, we can go outside. But it was funny. So then I get there. And I walk in and everybody's just in the kitchen and, and, and you know, it's an apartment party. Like, so they, they do have yeah. an outdoor area, but like it was a very small confined space. And I was like, Oh Christ, this is like the worst thing I could do. Right. And then what then was funny was there were two doctors attending the party and they both showed up in masks. And when they arrived, they opened the, the doors and they got the outdoors going like, and it did change the whole vibe. Everybody was like, it just was like, it took two doctors showing up and being like, hey, <laughs> assholes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You should be wearing one of these if we're in settlers and or opening those doors and let's go outside. Like, this is not good. And, but it, and it did, it was great. So then we, I spent most of the time outside. And so I felt relatively safe with the decision. But We need more doctors just out in the world. Just doctors need to get maybe... Some of those med students, let's get them out of the classroom and into the world. Just ad- yeah. re- advising and reorganizing all of us. Right. Because Just walking around, giving advice. Yeah, because as somebody who works in a school too, it's essentially all these decisions that do affect the health of a lot of people just get delegated down to people with no sort of medical expertise or really any expert relevant expertise whatsoever to make these sorts of decisions yeah you know you know everybody is too precious about it and i would put even like the biden admin i have been disappointed in how they've handled this latest thing like they need to be out front 
and they have to make decisions, you know, and communicate yeah. out. This is what you got to do. Schools. This is what you should be doing. A through Z. Yep. Individuals. This is how you should be doing A through Z. Like very specific recommendations, you know, like make calls. You got to I know it's not going to be popular or whatever. And like, you know, the problem again, though, is we're in this horrible space where there's just all these people who aren't going to do it, you know? So like, they just don't know what to do because <laughs> right. you get all the you get all the pain of taking an unpopular position with none of the benefit because people are going to defy it and all these none of the states are going to go along with you <laughs> and so then you know you just get the hit from being the person who recommended all these severe not that and I, you know it's not clear to me what really like doesn't have to be like a total lockdown right now but like it should they could be giving much clearer like recommendations for what the hell to do yeah, I totally agree. I feel like also my union rep is is doing a great job. He's on top of this and he's sending out multiple emails a day about what to do. And I am still totally confused. And it's yeah, not yeah. his fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not his fault at all. He's trying as best he can to clearly communicate, but he's not getting a ton of clear communication. And I couldn't agree with you more. Just God, make a decision just yeah. tell everybody what is happening. It's really unbelievable because you're hearing a lot of, and this is really not comforting at all. You know, they're just not going to go backwards. They're just not going to go backwards. Well, why? I mean, right. if that were the best solution, then we should do it. But if right. there's a good reason not to, then say that. But yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, my friend Danny, uh, shout out, sometimes listener, I, I believe, uh, whenever him and I kind of argue about various topics, he, he He'll often come back at me and say, yeah, but people don't like that. And right. I'm always just so frustrated because it's like he is right in a, in a lot of ways. Like, well, people don't like that. But I mean, who cares? I know. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing. Like the Democrats, unfortunately, have become the people don't like that party because we're the ones who are like, hey, look, you can't drive your pickup truck wherever you want to go. It's the climate's no good. And hey, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we got to shut down the bars because the deadly virus. And we're telling people all the bad news all the time. And they're like, I don't like any of this. It's like, right. Nobody likes it. It's not about whether you like this or not. It's doing what's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how I, how you can like, and I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like from what I've read, doesn't seem like lockdowns are necessarily necessary, but I don't know how the people who are just like over it. I'm like, I get that. But like another, let's say this here, there's another like 400,000 deaths. You're just like shrug. You just shrug that off. That doesn't, right. you can, you can like, you could get to this place next year and that counter is like 1.2 million COVID deaths. And you're like, well, you know what I mean? Like, they were oh, old. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what can we do? There's nothing you could do. You know, like masks are bad too. It's like, okay, I guess like, but they're not, they're and... not that bad. Yeah. They're not that big a deal. Right. <laughs> That's not bad at all. Just really zero. Not that big a deal. Especially <laughs> when it's like, we get reached this place where like, look, you're pretty protected. Like you really only need them in certain, I, you know, I don't know. I just, whatever it's uh you know look i'm uh, traveling so i'm not saying that i'm like mr uh, you know i've taken as many precautions as i think are necessary bought some fresh kn95 masks i my kids are vaccinated i'm boosted you know but i'm going like right uh, but 
you know, it's just like these people who just are like, screw it, shut up about it. I'm like, look, yeah, if you're not think, you should be thinking about it. You should be trying, making a good faith effort to do something, I think. <laughs> of course you should. And that's the most frustrating part is to know that you are part of the, you know, what the element of society that's just trying, that's doing what they can do for the, for the greater good. I don't like to wear a mask. I don't, I don't like any of this. I don't like that. I had to waste a day today waiting in the cold to get tested. This is all sucks. Anyone who's over it. It's not that the rest of us aren't over it. And remember there was that stretch of articles that were like, oh, some people are addicted to the COVID restrictions. Right, right, it's like, right. whatever. Right, no, like time won't. to take your mask off. Is it? Because this thing has never gone away. It's <laughs> right. 15, it's a thousand plus deaths a day. It's just in perpetuity. That's just con on. Like with no break to that cadence. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just out, I'm just so outraged by the unreal selfishness of yeah. this idea that because you're tired of it, that like oh well what can you do i you know and it just like right before we've had this explosive last wave there was that big piece in the atlantic everybody was sharing this was like last week that was like where i live no one cares about covid and it was about how like he doesn't doesn't factor into any decisions he makes now and it's like good for you right like what so you so i'd like to quote like knocked up it's like so I'm lame because I'm worried about the deadly virus that's taken almost a million lives of my countrymen. And you're cool because you don't give a shit. Like, what? And not only 800,000 dead, millions of hospitalizations. How many people with now chronic conditions? Like, what do you mean you don't think you don't care about COVID? It's like, it's like I don't care about cancer or something. It's like, look... I don't adjust my entire life around it, but I'm certainly like cognizant of it. Right. Like what? (laughs) Right. It's so unbelievable that this would happen. I guess the only thing I'm not a conspiracy theory guy at all, but if there was a conspiracy about COVID hitting while Donald Trump was in office intentionally, I buy it because who else that could find a way to make, to make a virus like a social wedge issue right a cultural issue i know like, it's amazing the what way, yeah the way it's just all culture war that we've absorbed it all liberals on one side i've how that happened on a deadly virus is so true like unbelievable how is that possible <laughs> <laughs> and one side is on doing something about it and the other side is on just <laughs> fuck it <laughs> right not even right. Not even. It's not even do something else about it. Do pretend it's not happening. Right. Just do nothing. Nothing. Right. I, I know. Aggressively do nothing. I know. Oh my god. That's what I. I was trying to. Have, some guy sort of got mad at me. I was talking about that this party. I was trying to have that conversation of like, there is some debate over like you know like school closings originally and whether that went on too long and and you know, those things that have huge downside effects and, and, you know, how long can you realistically like kill the economy, blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff's real, but it's like, there's that conversation. And then there's people who literally are just like, not, you know, 
just it's no, just it's nothing and we should do nothing at all you're like nothing at all like it won't take a vaccine like forget it it's just gonna kill how many people it kills and that's it and like all right okay well geez well right and it's the it's their persistence in resisting solutions it's don't close anything no i won't wear masks no i won't get vaccinated it's like well all right can we open stuff which you requested with masks. No, I hate masks. Okay. If you get vaccinated, no masks and we'll open things. No, I'm not getting vaccinated. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, what? it just won't do anything. It's unbelievable. It's like the American right is just one big party of Ivan Dragos. You know, it's just, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> that is like the animating principle of the American right right now is if he dies, he dies. <laughs> It's just no, it's just unbelievable. I don't know. Yeah. It's just God. It has been a nightmare. I know. And yeah, here we are. It sucks. I hate it. Right. Oh yeah. God. Speaking I mean, of <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh yeah. Speaking of things to hate. Oh man, no, let's great right. transition. Speaking of uh never ending deadly viruses. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a vaccine offered yesterday, Brian. Right. <laughs> Via straw. Right. Fans were treated. Yes, the magic elixir to what ails the Giants was a free medium Pepsi. Fan <laughs> <laughs> appreciation day yesterday at MetLife Stadium. The Cowboys in town. The Giants want to thank their fans for a great season. What better way for the Giants to thank their fans than treating them to a free Pepsi <laughs> in front of a half-filled stadium of Cowboys fans, knowing you're about to get humiliated by your biggest rival with Mike Glennon starting at quarterback? I mean, number one, the the fact that it's Pepsi is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can't even get me a Coke. Coke. <laughs> God, a Pepsi. <laughs> right. I can't even get a Coke in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than like even in Seinfeld. Remember when George wanted to bring a bottle of Pepsi to a party instead of a bottle of wine? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it should have been like Mountain Dew or something. Would have been right. the only thing better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, I'm sorry for a decade of complete just nothingness. Here, Here's a medium Pepsi. There's something just so, per- like, how, I just don't understand how that happens. Like, you know, nobody stood, nobody with the Giants saw that social media backlash coming. Like, that onslaught, like, here we are about to go to 4 and 10 in front of, Literally, you know it's going to be so many Cowboys fans in that state. So many, yeah. You're about to get your ass kicked. You're going to score no points. <laughs> and it's Fan Appreciation Day. Like, even giving you the title. If you just want to give away a free Pepsi, give away a free Pepsi. Right. <laughs> but tying it to some kind of, you know, event that Fan Appreciation Hey, you know, we know it's been a long season, but... We want you guys to know how much we... It's just like, nobody... Nobody raised their hand and was like, is that enough? 
Like, should we throw in a bobblehead or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, a free Pepsi? Well, maybe they ran into some difficulty because they weren't sure who to put on the bobblehead. Whose head to bobble? Because everybody sucks. Right. Who would you put on a Giants bobblehead? If you were going to give a, if you were working in the marketing department of the Giants and you were trying to give away a bobblehead that wasn't going to cause everybody to go into a rage. <laughs> James Ooh. Bradbury, I guess. Ooh. Yeah, like Patrick Graham, something. Uh, Xavier McKinney, maybe. Xavier McKinney, that would be that would be a good one. Andrew uh, Thomas, I guess, maybe. He's like sort yeah. of yeah. He's been he's getting a lot of buzz lately. Right, but right uh, there. So that was probably there was probably a meeting like we don't have any players to put on a bobblehead, so it can't be a bobblehead. We can't give away helmets; they might throw those at us. Can't give away footballs; going to throw that at us. Yeah. Let's just give them a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> a small? No. Make it a medium. You know, I just think, like, I know the Giants, I, I, what, I, I know they've had success in the new stadium. I think they won a Super Bowl, you know, in the MetLife Stadium era. Um, but it is sort of, it's, it's poetic that they've now gone into this tailspin in this building because, like, it does, there's something so representative of the place of what ails them. You know, it, it, it's such a failure of imagination, that building. Like, it was such a ripoff when it happened. Like, I was watching, um, have you watched any of the Man in the Arena? No. What's that with the Tom Brady thing on ESPN Plus? Yeah, it's good. I mean, oh, not yet, but okay. It's really good. And there, one of the episodes is is about the 2007 season and it's fun because michael strahan's a big part of it and like you know they go into that season on both sides and they show the last game that you and i went to of course where the patriots tried to go for 16 and 0 and just how loud it was in there you know and like even that stadium had a reputation as sort of like not being you know one of them but it could get there when it needed yeah you know and it had like it was like one of those dumps that like I think was only going to age better. Like it just was like true going to get special the longer it went along. Um, and not that it was a special place, I guess, but it did have great views and it was affordable and you could go to a freaking game. And now this building is just, I don't know. I just hate MetLife stadium. No, I agree. And look, the old stadium didn't have to be nice in order to hate the new stadium. Like you don't have to like the new one. Because it's newer and, you know, supposedly better. But it's really not that bad. That's one of the problems with the new one. It's like, it's brand new, but it's not cool and it's not better. It's just newer and more expensive. It's just more expensive. Like the old one was functional and it worked. And you went and you had a great time and you didn't feel like you were getting ripped off. You didn't get felt, you didn't feel like you were getting treated, you know, as well as maybe some of the other franchises, but you weren't getting ripped off. And now you feel like you're getting robbed. And so like walking out of that stadium, watching that team fail to score a single touchdown. (laughs) And then with your free Pepsi, you know, they're (laughs) lucky that there wasn't like violence in that place. You know, like it's so true. What were they doing? I mean, you know, really is John Mara just Kendall Roy? Like, is he Kendall? No, you know, he's probably more like Connor Roy, to be honest. Like, right. Yes. Yes. He's just kind of a buffoon. Right. Connor would give away free Pepsi. Right. I mean, they're not, you know, look, they're not the Roys, but they're like, 
I don't even know what they're like, you know? They're just... They don't... They, But it, you can see that they didn't build this thing, you know? They yeah. don't... They're not businessmen. They're not great businessmen, and they're not great football men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know how, like... Because, like, the Giants, look, they've had good runs. Like, they have had a good era. Like, they can put a good product together. Um, but they're certainly not what they think they are. Say that. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Yeah. They're uh, – right. And it's it's really funny because it is – like you said, they've had these runs where they've really capitalized and they've gotten – you know, not the back-to-back Super Bowls, but within the same era, they've really maximized whatever era they experienced. Whatever era or run of success, they maximized it. And they, they took, you know, real advantage of it. But you're right. It's not, they're not, just because you're one of the oldest franchises doesn't mean you're one of the most celebrated by any stretch of the imagination. Like, right. You're not the Steelers. Even <laughs> no. though you're, look, you're the, they're at the top of the league. Like, you know, it's not like they haven't had success. Um... But they like, I don't know, it's just, they're giving out free Pepsis. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. I don't know, man. God, that game was awful. I mean, Mike Glennon, if Mike Glennon starts another game, there should be an investigation. <laughs> Put Jay Fromm in there, for God's sakes. How bad could it be? Right. What difference does it make? Did you see, I was speaking of, Daniel Jones out for the season announced today just cut him just cut him (laughs) yeah i mean could this year have gone worse from that perspective like it's like we're so bad and he was terrible and then hurt so you didn't even get a chance to like see him in the the post jason garrett not that i you know i think we know what we need to know about daniel jones um and yeah i mean maybe jake Fromm will look good (laughs) I mean, I wasn't even on Twitter all day. Like, I just, what does anyone even say? Or is it just all just acceptance at this point? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, look, I think it's like, now you're in the, what are they going to do in the draft season? Like, what do you think about the Russell Wilson idea, trading for him? Uh, I don't love it. Like, I, like, I both feel, I feel like, who do I think I am to not like it? But I don't like it. I don't like him. I I love the way he plays. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be excited to root for him exactly. Um. To me, it's like, I don't know. I I would need so much smoke to believe there's any fire there. That's not a move the Giants are gonna make. They're not trading two first round picks and a whole blah 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 to get Russell Wilson, who's 34 years old, and yeah. They're not making that move. <laughs> right. All right. You're right. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next year. I mean, if we're lucky, they might not pick up his fifth year option. Um, Did you see the article I sent you about uh, Kevin Abrams? Yes. Kevin Abrams is getting the job. They're really going to do that? <laughs> you think that's really, that's it? It's either Kevin Abrams or it's a Patriots somebody who who knows Joe Judge. I the Patriots thing I saw coming, but is it going to be? Do you think, on like a scale of one to Daniel Jones, how certain are you that it's Kevin Abrams? 
Not, you know, I would say like a, I would, I, I would say I put 50, 50 on those two options. It's one of those two. It's either him or it's a Pat's guy. They're unbelievable. They're it's just going to be some up and comer. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know. I guess they surprised us with judge. I guess you could call it that. It's hard to really give them any credit for that because of the Jason Garrett piece of it. Right. No credit. Yeah. You made us eat Jason Garrett. I don't care if you called him a side dish. You made us eat him. Right. <laughs> you put him on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I do think, like, what do you think you would want it? What would you do with the, with the, like, would you really cut Daniel Jones? Or, like, because I do think I would just draft, like, I would draft a tackle and an edge rusher. And I would probably make Daniel Jones play of the season next year. And then I would look to get the quarterback. Or do you think you got to, you got to try to do it with these, with you got these two first round picks. Like when are you going to get this opportunity again? It's just, there's no quarterback to get. Exactly. And I, and I totally get it. And that's why I think, right. I think we, we, I wouldn't cut Daniel Jones. I just hate him and I hate his face and, I hate his college and everything about him, but yeah. Um, I I think right. We use these two picks to either get two important players or even package something together to trade up to get one of the top two pass rushers or what have you. And we build this year. We keep Daniel Jones. Probably suck again next year, and then hopefully you get a better quarterback draft next year than we're getting this year. I think you that's know. the play too. Yeah. Um. And I would be okay with that if we actually drafted two guys. But again, if Kevin Abrams drafts them, yeah, I don't trust them. I just don't. Right. And I, mean, I don't. I think you draft a tackle and an edge rusher. Yeah. And then you let Daniel Jones, and now he'll have two tackles of quality. And then, hey, maybe he surprises you. If you probably not, but then and then you move on from him after right. that year, and and you you just you can't miss on another quarterback. Right. No way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the move. We have the two picks, and who knows what we could make happen with those picks, too. Um, I wonder, do you think Judge is, de- everything you hear is he's definitely staying, but boy, he's, he's, <laughs> he's closing with a flurry here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I have a hard time believing they would get rid of him. Yeah. Do I think you- he said the other day, he said yesterday something about, like something, I think the quote was like, I thought it was like a spoof. It was like not every offense. The point of every offensive possession isn't to score or something like that. Like, <laughs> what? I think he said something like that. Incorrect, Joe. Right. Incorrect. Let me look it up. Oh my god! It was he said like that, that out loud. He needs to like trump this and just cancel press conferences moving forward. Just stop talking. Yeah. Let me see it. Yes. Here it is. It was something like that. <clears throat> um, well, yeah. I should be talking to kill time here. No, no. You can come in sometimes, shoot yourself in the foot by saying you've got to score every point every time it's available. You can fall back on those analytic sheets because Vegas says it's the point spread. You've got to go for it. It's like, what? Right. Um, this isn't about Vegas. And stop with, like, why every time these guys, like, 
criticize analytics it's in the dumbest way possible like <laughs> right like analytic oh yeah these fancy analytics that tell you to like score points <laughs> like, right what? What? right better to play the long game and uh i don't know like what also you don't have to always clap back at analytics you can just sometimes answer a question and not victimize yourself that analytics exists like Here's what I was thinking, but I guess you guys won't accept that because analytics. Like, or just right. how about, here's what I was thinking. This is right. why, I, you know, if you think it was a good choice, if your process was right, what difference does it make to you? Just say that's what you did. Right. I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> right. Make a, make a counter argument, not just like analytics. And then everybody who like was inclined to like, who hates it now, you know, again, it's yeah. like making everything culture war. Now the people yeah. who don't like analytics are like, yeah, you know what? He's right. Like you don't <laughs> need to score points. <laughs> I'd like to see the wishbone. <laughs> just, Oh God. I mean, he's just really finishing with quite, quite a flurry. Yeah. I mean, as far as dumpster fire goes this season, I mean, if you think about, what needed to go right and what actually happened this yeah. year. <laughs> How does anybody look themselves in the mirror that's any, in any way involved in the top levels of this franchise? How do yeah. they do it? You knew these were the only two options. We were going to be surprised, frisky, or we were going. it was going to be like this. There was no in-between. There was no chance that it was going to be like, oh, they've made some progress and they were okay. It was either... Was, Did you imagine a scenario? Is this worse than what you thought worst case scenario could or would be? Yes, only because of the Jones injury, and but this, you know, this was definitely in, in the, you know, Jason Garrett gets fired, <laughs> right? Like you know, like this is everything. Saquon's hurt again. Like yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones gets hurt on a running play. Like it's pretty yeah. Could have could have predicted Matt Pert doesn't isn't the answer. We have no pass rush. Like well, but there. then and the icing on the top is John Mara. It being as disastrous as it was, and him still not learning the right lessons. Right. That's now, what not doing anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what ultimately makes it the just the nightmare scenario. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Yeah, but we did. You know, some select people got a free Pepsi, so not everything is. <laughs> What? Pepsi. <laughs> Just giving out free Pepsis for that. I think I'm going to start making that a part of my life. I'm going to give people Pepsis when I do something really bad to them. <laughs> like, here's a Pepsi. Here's a free Pepsi. Whatever yeah. you make. Yeah, like when you fit a lousy husband or father. Right. Right. <laughs> scream at my daughter later. Then go ahead and get her a Pepsi. Sorry for that last night, but... <laughs> Here's a Pepsi. Medium. <laughs> All right. God, I wish I could have been in it. Should we add anything? Like a pretzel? Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it's just uh, any any size Pepsi that you want. Well, no, we can't because right. then we're going to get, what if people get more than one? It's right. Right. Cracker Jacks? No, uh, no, just the Pepsi. It's yeah. plenty. Medium, one medium Pepsi. Right, it's plenty. One, I think it's one per group too. It's like one per ticket, like one per family. I don't think it was even one per ticket. 
Well, Brian, there's supply chain problems right now. We can't just be wasting all the Pepsi. Right. Oh, God. And families. Oh. You know, I was thinking yesterday that the only thing that made me gave me happiness on Sundays was succession. And now that's gone. I know. And nothing's poised to really step in there yet. I'm sure there will be soon, but Right. But the Giants I can't handle. I guess I can finally in like embrace hating Julius Randle. Like I can do that publicly now. Yeah. That's exciting. Julius Randle, man. What a jerk. He sucks. I hate him. Uh, I mean, it's like Julius Randle might straight up stink. right he might and you know why because we have a lot more evidence to suggest that he does than he doesn't right i really did not think this was on the table i really didn't i did not think he was going to make the all nba team again this year i didn't think he was going to come out and be like a top 10 mvp candidate but i gotta say i really thought he was going to be an all-star this year and be mostly the same but a little bit like not quite as good but we were going to be still like super psyched i really did think that was what was going to happen and like it is a betrayal what i'm seeing i was telling you my son asked for a julius randall jersey for christmas and i was trying to talk him out of it (laughs) yeah it's a terrible idea that's a terrible idea nate and and it's sweet because uh, you know you told us his thinking was that Julius needs our support right now. And and I appreciate that about your son. That's definitely something that comes out in his personality. Yeah, although I will, I didn't update you that a day later. He was like, you know, Dad, I want an OB. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, I was like yeah, okay, yeah. good. That's fine. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. OB is way more his style anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like you are an OB guy, right? Yeah, for sure. You yes. want the guy with the cool dunks who doesn't, yeah. who just all brings things to the table and doesn't take anything off (laughs) right oh man i just can't stand randall i never trusted i never thought it would go as bad as as this no way i i pretty much aligned with what you were describing is what i sort of thought we would see it was just that i always still even when he was awesome i still saw those things about his game that are so infuriating and it just drove me crazy and I, I really hate how he argues with the officials. Is that Am I overreacting to that? It drives me crazy. Probably, as I really don't even notice it. I hate the, like, the terrible shots and the, every, when he's in the game, just the, suck, the soul-sucking possessions and the yep. sloppy turnovers. You know, it's like all of them seem like they're correctable. That's what's really like his turnovers are all about effort, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like focus yeah it's just like sloppiness and it, and it's, it, it seems to be it's always in the service of like looking cool or something or like trying to be like like style points you know in this weird way of like this nonchalance that's just like cut it out yeah <laughs> yeah no it, why does it seem like that because it's also too all you hear about that guy is his work ethic and right it seems out of character from what you hear but it looks like that's what he's doing Right, and then on the defensive end, it's that's it seems about effort, you know, because when he wants to be, he's a tank, you know, he can make yeah. plays defensively. But then he'll just it's like, it's like it's for other people to do that because I'm the hey I'm like I'm carrying the load on offense, like I can't, I can't do all this on defense, you know. And it's like, well, like you're not doing either one. Right, you're carrying the load nowhere. And frankly, you yeah, pull back load. on offense and 
pick up on defense and let other people score the ball. Because actually, you're not that good at it right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's bad for everybody. <clears throat> everybody. Like, I'm way more willing to believe he's the problem and not Kemba. Get Kemba back out there. Get Kemba back on the floor and get Julius yeah. off. Sit him. I know. Start Obi. And yep. play freaking Knox. <laughs> fine. Fine. If it play, benches Randall, fine. Like, seriously, it's I find it that bad, and maybe that seems unfair and ridiculous, and you can look at his stats and tell me all you want about it. He's got 20 and 10 and six assists, and, like, I don't, you know, the, like, the, the advanced stats aren't pretty for him, and I think those are all empty empty stats that are just about how much he uses the ball. Like, I'm sorry. I think yeah. he's a negative right now. I think him... Yeah, but there was that one game where they went on a run with Mitch and Taj playing yeah. power forward, and we looked great. I know. And it was like... That was eye-opening. It was. It was yeah. like, wow. Right. This is like, we can talk about all these guys who suddenly look terrible. Fournier and, oh, Kemba, whatever. Like, what's the common denominator in that starting lineup that has been a sinkhole all season? <laughs> yeah. An absolute sinkhole. You're right. Who would have thought every time he gets the ball? You know, the thing is, is because his shots would fall last year. And those terrible yeah. shots looked like incredible shots. Right. You know? But they're not falling. His his game is so ugly. Oh, painful. I know. It's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, I just can't believe it's come to this. Where, like, I really thought, like, he was... I didn't think he could be the best player on, like, a championship team. But I was, I was like, he's one of our guys. Like, I'm yeah. all in on, he's a foundational piece of this team. And now, if they traded him tomorrow, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I know. He was supposed to be the juicy piece that attracted a star or a pair of stars. It's like, oh, they already have Randall built in, making a max deal, but it's actually really low. So there's plenty right. of room for us. Like, that's who he was supposed to be. And he's he's incapable of, of serving that function. Right, right. I'm not right. even sure what the rest of his season would have to look like for him to regain that status. Yeah. Right, like who would want to play with him? The worst, and the, what's actually rough is like, it's hard to trade him because he's only effective as the like number one weapon. He doesn't like slot right in. Yeah, right. You know? Unless he really changed his game, you know? And like, I mean, I don't know if it's time for, yeah, Tibbs to be like, look, we can't run all these ISOs for you. Like, we just can't. Like, these aren't good possessions. Yeah. Um, so you got to figure out how to like blend in. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a disaster. It really is. It's painful. I mean, because it's also, it's just like, there's so much more fun to watch when he's off the floor, no matter who it is. Yep. Like when Obi was in there, it was much more fun. When Knox was in there, it was more fun. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Knox. <laughs> Yeah, it was more fun. Kevin Knox hit a couple threes. He made a few plays. At least he's twenty-one. You're like, hey, this is we've been waiting on this for five years. Whatever, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> like he's just it's painful. I I feel and I feel almost guilty about how I feel about him. But as I know it was so amazing what he did last year, and he was so great. But like, God. Right, you gotta let go of that guilt. That's not on you. Right, I guess it's not my. You fault. You can't. But... You just. You can't be this bad. Right. You can't be this bad. You don't have to be as good as you can't be this bad. And he is. He's this bad. Yeah. I haven't been this angry at an athlete since Matt Harvey. Like this let down from just yeah. a guy who like 
you know, like, I, man, that last year, that game, you know, New York, we're here. Like, that was a great moment. I really felt like, yes, he has, like, brought us back. Yeah. And it's just to come out this year and be this bad, right? Like, no one, you didn't need to be second team All-NBA again. But, like, I mean, he's not going to be on the All-Star team. No way. He's not the best player on our team. Right. He's he just isn't. an effective player. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm just tired of hearing about everybody else. Mitch and Fournier and yeah. uh, Kemba and whoever. Everybody Even RJ. Everybody to play with him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. Even RJ, right. At least RJ's had some games that make you excited about the future. This just feels like a sunk cost. Yeah. Oh, he fooled us. He really did. How he did really he do did. that? I know. I know. Nonsense again. It is like the Matt Harvey thing when he went out there for that World Series game and he, yeah, argued his way back on the field and he threw that three-two breaking ball, <laughs> um, <laughs> most unforgivable pitch in the history of baseball. <laughs> Julius Randle. This, this is the most unforgivable season. <laughs> God almighty. It's just unforgivable. Well, the good news is we have him for at least four more years, three more years, at least. Years. Yeah. Is it his option or ours? I don't know. I, you know, look, they're, it's, they can get out of it, I think. He's not, luckily, you know, luckily they didn't go all in on Julius Randle, like, and, you know, sign him to some mega deal. Right. Yeah. Oh, Julius, what a great guy taking a discount. I know, you know, you were right on you were right about that right when it happened. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is some great deal we're getting. Like, <laughs> it's like he's taking the deal because like maybe there was a part of him that was like, I don't know that I can ever play like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened this year. Like, oh, I, right. know, like I was wearing magic Nikes or something. <laughs> I know. You got to figure he spent a lot of last year the way I sometimes feel about like pants or something where it's like I could fit in these today, but there's no way these are long term pants. Right. I can't fit it. Like I got to I got to think about it. I can't sustain these pants. Right. Right. You know, what talking about. Yeah. Like that's what that was. God, you are the worst. Randall. He really he's really it is the most disappointing season I can ever recall from a from an athlete I have. Uh, you know, felt something for with no, you know. Who are you currently more frustrated with, Julius Randle or Joe Manchin? Yeah, right. Well, speaking of trying to build back better, (laughs) 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 we need to build back better the Giants and the Knicks and America. And, uh, you know, uh, Joe, I'm I'm no friend to Joe Manchin. I just do feel like, look, everybody... I'm sorry. You got to cave in to Joe Manchin. What does he want? What will you say yes to? And that's what's in it. Well, but isn't part of the problem that he keeps saying what he'll say yes to, and then he gets it and then he changes it. I guess it seems to me like there is a concrete thing that he wants on the table that I think we're all just going to have to suck it up and go along with it. And, you know, we maybe we won't get this child tax credit thing that has been great. And I think is totally worthwhile. Um, but, you know, supposedly he'll agree to like a million and like or a one and a half trillion dollar package that includes almost all the climate stuff. You know, the pre-K, universal pre-K, 
which will be a little watered down, but you know, and then uh, one of the you know expanded H uh, ACA. You know, you can do a lot of good with a trillion and a half dollars, right? I mean, it's like you're going to get nothing instead. Like, yeah, it seems to me like he's not totally wrong in some of the respects. Like some of the stuff they're trying to do, you know, where they're they're like, there's these phase outs after five years, and they're assuming that they'll be able, you know, that's order to like keep the budget number down, and then they think they'll be able to like, you know, that that's a dangerous game to play. Like you might as well pick a few priorities, fund them forever. And do him. I don't know. Like he's not totally wrong. It seems to me, and and he's a pain in the ass. He's an asshole. But on the other hand, what are we going to do? Like, You're right? It's a super slim majority. Like they only have fifty-one people. Right. And somehow there's a Democrat in West Virginia. West Virginia is a maniac. They're insane <laughs> in West Virginia. How he wins there, I'll never understand. Like, you give him what he wants, he wins. What can we do? Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Sometimes you got to give in and accept defeat. You know, it's like he's Jake Paul and we're all Tyler Woodley. (laughs) Man. Joe Manchin has won. Yeah. Man. Tyrone Woodley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Oh, I feel bad for him. What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Out cold. Like, you can't leave your house again for at least, like, five years. I mean, you can't. And he's like, in my careers, I don't, your career's over. I don't yeah. care. Like, you're not going back to UFC. No one's buying one of your fights. You no, got right. knocked your clock cleaned. Like, yeah. I didn't watch the fight. I heard people said it was, like, a boring, sleepy fight until then. Like, there's still people trying to be like, look, you got Jake Paul. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Right. I don't, I'm not happy about this. Right. But he did it. He's good. Yeah. And look, he also, he doesn't just win these fights. He humiliates his opponents right. in every way. He humiliates them before the fight. He goads them. Then they come into the fight and then he physically humiliates <laughs> right. them. He's flattened them. Yeah, right, you see all these athletes taking the bait. I saw like Le'Veon Bell tweeting like he should fight a real boxer. I'm like, it's like Le'Veon Bell. He'll probably knock right. you on your ass. Yeah, like, he's favored in my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. I would put my money on Jake Paul at this point. Yeah, for sure. Like, Absolutely. Call call him all the names you want. Like, I'm not saying he's Oscar De La Hoya, but all I know is I when I picked up Instagram the next day, I yeah. saw that guy <laughs> flat on his face and then to me the worst part was then his leg kicks up in the air and holds you know when people get knocked out and their body does this weird right. like twitching like <laughs> right that was just oh my it's poor guys yeah, mom was, was there like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god i mean that's two people where i you would have expected him to lose ended up flat on their face right a meme just uh, an embarrassing meme right just out cold like, yeah that's what I would think it would look like if I fought, like, somebody who super outclassed me, you know? Right. God, yeah. Man, I don't care you're not a professional boxer. You're a trained fighter. He's not nothing. Like. Yeah. No, I know. It's, you hate to admit it, but it's, yeah. you got to respect the guy. You right. have to. 
It's like those guys in the in MTV's The Challenge, you know, like CT and like <laughs> CT, Johnny Bananas, yeah. who you hate. But like, if you watch enough of that show, as physical specimens, like, yeah, all right, CT, yeah, you're you're not nothing, right? Right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I'm not saying you're you know Lawrence Taylor or anything, but you're not nothing. You're something. Right. You got right. okay. Yeah. I know. I don't like you, but. Right. I don't respect you as a human being, but I do respect you as a competitor in the thing that you have chosen to compete in. Yeah, right. Like, You're legendary. Right. It's I unbelievable. Also, why did we have to see Frank Gore just get humiliated too? Was that necessary? Is that what happened? I actually, what happened in that one? He fought Darren Williams, right? Yeah. Darren and, Williams, like, actually knew what he was doing. Well, I, I again, I only saw the Instagram clip, but basically, okay. like, uh, he just basically got got Frank Gore into a corner and two hand just like shoved him to the face and Frank Gore like almost fell out of the ring. He was out cold, but right. like, and then they slowed it down and there was a sequence where Deron Williams hits him, I think, with a jab and then like Gore's face is like shocked and then just eats a punch right <laughs> to the face. Oh, it's terrible. It's like, why do we have to watch Frank Gore get humiliated? That guy's right. probably just doing that for charity. I don't think right. he has any beef with Deron Williams. Right. Humiliated. What did, what did, why did he want to do that, though? After like, and like, Here's this guy after like all these years in the NFL, you're going to go into boxing? Is that a good right. idea? I know. As a running back, no less? <laughs> like, sheesh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, you know, real quick, going back to this fits to, to Jake Paul and um, something we were talking about earlier about, well, you know, just what you could be, you know, the, the Democrats, they have to just accept whatever Joe Manchin is giving them because, you know, they lost. I, I think I referenced this a, a couple episodes ago, but there's a scene this season where Logan's talking to Shiv and he says, uh, nothing is, she, she said, we got to draw a line somewhere. And he goes, nothing is a line. Everything is moving everywhere. Always. Get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> so I've been showing that clip to Haley, my daughter, whenever she uh, is yelling about how unfair it is that plans changed and she was made promises and things. I've just been like playing that to her. <laughs> it upsets her a great deal. Right. I was going to say, I'm sure she loves it. But uh, I don't know. Something I, I thought, I don't know. I thought maybe uh, Nicole was putting Haley to bed last night and she told me it was me. And I was confused, and I was like, "Well, I didn't think that's what it was gonna, what we were doing tonight." And then Haley just goes, "Nothing is a line. Everything <laughs> is changing, <laughs> and used it appropriately." And so I said to Nicole, "I was like, you know what? I'm actually pretty proud of her. She right. gets it. She, she got d- it. Like, she used it appropriately." And Nicole was like, "No, that's great. Our daughter is now quoting Logan Roy. That's." <laughs> Right, in something of a threatening manner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I had a great parenting moment. My daughter was in the school play. Oh! And my son, we got her flowers, and my son went to give her the flowers after the play, and then gave them to her, and then immediately started grabbing at them because he wanted one. And then she got angry, and she shoved him in front of pretty much our, the, all of the school and <laughs> all of our friends and everybody we know. And he went down. He went, it was a real hard shove. He went sprawling across the floor as the shocked onlookers gawked and turned and everybody, and I was like, Oh, okay. And then Nate got up 
kicking and throwing punches, and I had to grab him and escort him physically out of the <laughs> facility. And, I was uh, again, as all everyone pretty much that we know in this town looked on, watched, yeah, in this bewilderment. So that was a fun. It was really fun because it was a great moment. It was, <laughs> it was a great play, and Nate was excited to give her the flowers. And I thought oh, this is nice, and then I thought I'll go and I'll give her a big hug and tell her how wonderful she was, and this will be <laughs> one of those really great happy moments. And then we get ice cream, son, and <laughs> saw my son sliding across the floor. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's also funny because my you know our our listeners can't, but my shocked expression when you told me that had more to do with, like, I knew that wasn't the end of it, that Nate was going to respond. Yes, and so right. that, was, that was not the end of that story. <laughs> Nate wasn't right. going to be like, I was bested. Damn. Right. Right. You know? Or like, oh, well, I had that coming, so nothing right. I can do. <laughs> yeah, no retaliation needed. No, he came up <laughs> swinging. <laughs> what did Alice do when you left? Did she just carry on with her flowers? No, yeah, they then they fought pretty much the whole way home, and then Nate demanded a treat at a nearby store, and then we got in another big fight, and it was really a nice, it was a nice night. Right, well, certainly as unforgettable as you thought it could be. Oh, God. It's just one of those great parenting moments. <laughs> I mean, parenting is great, you know? Oh. It's a treat. It really is hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's tough. I'm at, yeah, I'm in one of those moments where I'm I'm looking at parenting books. You know, like every six months I go to, I get back to the internet. <laughs> I go through a cycle of like, my son is, his children are terrible. <laughs> and then there's a, you know, then there's a lull. And I'm like, oh, then, you know, he's maturing. And then six months later, I'm Googling again. <laughs> Oh, I know. I hear you. Me too. We do the same thing. It's just all the new boundaries have to be set constantly. But Christmas is almost upon us and their smiling faces will hopefully bring me brief, brief joy. Very brief. But some joy. Yeah, hopefully some joy. Yeah. Well, on that note, Brian, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to our listeners. Happy holidays to all. Uh, We'll see you next week.